Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Hopefully you're uh, enjoying the day today as you get ready for the uh, the snow globe effect that could be taking place anywhere throughout the state at any point in time today. Let's talk a little bit uh, more about the Green Bay Packers as we welcome everybody in on the network. And uh, we now bring in also our guy, Rob Reichel. Uh, and you can get him at Rob Reichel over on, uh, over on Twitter. And you can find him at Forbes.com and Conley Media and such. Uh, giving us some Packers coverage. Rob, how you doing today? I'm great, Billy. You, you, you surviving this uh, snowmageddon we're supposed to be dealing with? Yeah, um, I'm just kind of wondering how much we're actually going to get. So we'll, we'll wait and see. And they keep telling me the massive amounts are coming. So we'll, uh, I'll just hold my breath and see what happens before it's all said They love, and done they love to get the world worked into a tizzy, don't they? The, yes, they do. Yes, they do. You win with weather. That's what they tell you in the news department. You win with weather. So we'll see. There's, there's no question about it. Ratings through the roof. So they, they, they don't um, sell. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely understand that. We used to get them handed to us all the time to say when the weather came on, when the weather was bad, it was like crazy people. So, okay. Uh, does Santa Claus deliver a win for the Green Bay Packers, in your opinion? Wow, we're going to cut to the chase right away, hey? Yep. We're, not, yep. we're not burying the lead today. Um, <laughs> I, 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 here's what I'm going to tell you, Billy. If they win the game, they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game, though. Um I think, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be uh, a ton of points on both sides. I think, you know, for the, for the casual fan who doesn't really care, who um, isn't caught up in Christmas craziness on, on Sunday, it's, it's, it's going to be a treat of a three-hour game. But, I, I, Billy, I think they lose like 34-30. I, just, I don't think they have quite the firepower uh, that Miami has uh, with, with those two remarkably – gifted speed guys on the outside that the Dolphins are going to throw at him with Hill and Waddle. I think Mostert's going to have a big game on the ground. Um, I think Green Bay's offense is coming into its own, and and I think a year or two down the road, it, it, it's going to be high-powered again. It certainly wasn't high-powered in 2022, but, um, you know, they're, they're at about 27 points a game over the last five. They were at 17 a game for the first nine, Bill. Um, you know, so they're up 10 points a game over the last third of the season. And, and they've really found themselves on that side of the ball. But I, I, just, I don't have a lot of faith in Joe Barry. I don't have a lot of faith in Joe Barry's defense. And, and I think Miami's going to shred them. And uh, I just don't think Green Bay is going to quite be able to keep up in this track meet, Billy. Yeah, I, that's the biggest concern. And I, I was watching this morning, and I think it was on, on Get Up, and they said it's really not Aaron Rodgers against Tua. It's whether or not Jair, who's the highest-paid corner in the league, can shut down Tariq Hill and then what they do with Waddle. And, and that's the matchup. And so when we talk about it, I think it has to go hand-in-hand hand with pass rush. I think we saw a few different things against the Rams that gave you a little bit of promise and some better tackling, but it's the Rams. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, 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 I go back to what you said about you know whether or not Joe Barry and the defense and such and firepower. To me, I think the offense can score. It's just whether or not the defense can do enough uh, or maybe create a turnover or two to be able to say, okay, offense, go win us a ball game, you know? And, and Bill, it's a 180 from what we were talking about back in September then when when the season started, right? Can can right. the offense catch up to, to where the defense was? We all anticipated this would be a top five defense in, in most kind of key statistical categories. They haven't come close to, to being that through the course of the year. And I, I think we all said back in September – 
you know, when, when they opened the year, really, for the most part, with it with kind of the trio of veterans with, with Sammy Watkins and Lazard and Cobb, that as these young guys came along, the offense would find itself by the second half of the season. And that's come kind of to fruition. That, that, that's been true. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I think we all expected them to be dominant uh, for, kind of from the get-go. And, and that never took place. And, 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 Billy, when you think of it this way, you know, had, had the defense held up its end of the bargain, they're, they're not 6-8 and eight right now. They're, they're probably 8-6, and 9-5, and five, something like that. And, and, and now we're talking about what spot and what seed they're fighting for in the playoffs what, rather than their 12% chance, which is, which is what it is today of them even, even making the postseason whatsoever. Um, I, I'm with you. Jair and Hill would be the key matchup of the game. But we've seen with Justin Jefferson in the past, Bill, you know, all the way back to week one and then with certain high-level wideouts they've faced through the year, Joe Barry won't always and, and oftentimes doesn't do it at all take his number one corner and let him shadow somebody, somebody like a Tyreek Hill or, or a Justin Jefferson in, in Minnesota. So I'm, I'm not positive that that's exactly what's going to happen with Jair. Uh, Barry likes to kind of stay true to, to who he is and keep guys on their specific side of the ball. Um, if he does take that approach, Bill, now I, 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 I'm not quite sure how they slow down Waddle because Waddle against Rasul Douglas isn't, you know, Douglas hasn't played to the level that he did in 2021. Um, I, I don't think that's a particularly good matchup for Green Bay either. Most art can kill them on the ground, like we talked about. They're fine at tight end. Um, th- there's a lot of ways they can hurt Green Bay. I'll be really interested to see how Barry attacks it, um, what he tries to take away, because because for everything you do try to take away, Bill, I, I think Miami's got a counter move and a chess piece where, where they're going to be able to come back with something else. I mean, it's it's probably unrealistic, unrealistic to think Green Bay is going to hold this group to, you know, 17 points or something like that on, on Christmas Day. I, I see Miami getting into the high 20s, low to mid 30s, something like that. So to me, the question becomes, can Green Bay keep up? And, and, and I think for most of the game, they might, Bill. I just I think at the end of the day, Miami might have one or two more pieces on offense than the Packers do. The uh, the Keyshawn Nixon question came up to Matt LaFleur and said, you know, where has this guy been? Why has he not been the returner all season long? And Matt LaFleur's answer was like, I don't know, and very vague. Uh, does the fact that Keyshawn Nixon has been sitting on this roster and asking to do this for a while now, does it concern you about tal- talent evaluation when they kept running Amari Rogers out there over this guy? So when you say Matt LaFleur's answer was, was non-descriptive and vague, it's, it's kind of like every Matt LaFleur answer we get, right? Um, True, yeah. He, he, <laughs> um, it, it, it is. It, it, it's remarkably puzzling. And, it, and really, at the end of the day, it's inexcusable. And whether you want to put that on Matt or, or Rich Versace or, or even like I talked about with, with your morning guys there today, Bill, may, you know, maybe Brian Gutekunst had a play in this uh, on some level. That, that's something I don't think we're ever going to – going to fully know because he invested the third round pick and probably wanted to give him every chance possible to, to prove that he belonged on the roster. But, but, but it is, it is mind boggling. Um, I know, I know Nixon doesn't have a huge track record of, of, of doing kicks and punts in the past, but he did have a history with, with Versace and, and they experimented with him at times uh, during training camp and, and certainly in the early part of the year with practices and things like that, that, you know, they had to know deep down that he provided more juice and more pop than, than what Amari Rogers was. I mean, just, just Bill, I'm going to throw one number at you, for example. Amari Rogers returned 20 punts. Keyshawn Nixon has returned six. 
and they're almost to the, to the identical number of yards already, you know, because mm-hmm. Nixon's at Nixon's at 15 and a half and Rogers was at seven. So, I mean, it is, it, it is, it is borderline crazy, um, you know, that, that for so long they could have stayed uh, married to Amari Rogers and, and tied to the hip with him. And, and, and Bill, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the fumbles, you do wonder if Rogers would even, you know, have been out of the lineup at any point in time. They, they seemed fine at the time to keep taking 20 yards a kick and seven yards a, a punt return from Amari Rogers. What eventually killed him was, was, was the fumbles. And, and I wonder if they would have ever even turned the page to Keyshawn Nixon, you know, had, had Amari Rogers not continued to put the ball on the ground. Now, having said all that, I, I mean, I think they've, they've found their best guy at this spot since Desmond Howard back in, in 96, the, the juice that he brings is, you know, Nixon, that is obviously is, is, is pretty incredible bill. And shame on them for missing out on that for half a season. Um, but I, but I think long term, when you start talking about, you know, who you're going to keep around next year and and and, and who you're going to move on from, I I think Nixon has jumped pretty high on that list of guys that that need to be back on this roster. I uh, also look at the offensive line, and the, it seems like over time that got better as well. As much as we can talk about suddenly the emergence of Christian Watson getting Romeo Dobbs back. Uh, short of losing Bakhtiari to the appendectomy, who's just been snake bit this year, uh, I think the offensive line has played quite a bit better. I know that uh, Yash Nyman did have his, uh, you know, issues in the game against uh, the Rams the other day, and uh, Rodgers was under pressure a couple of times. But for the most part, it seems like the line's playing better. Do you see it? Totally agree. Totally agree. And I, I think part of the key there was, you know, that they got Elton Jenkins back to left guard and, and stopped experimenting with him at right tackle and, and kind of moving him around and put him back to his best natural spot in his home, which, which is undoubtedly left guard. Um, I think Myers has played dramatically better. I, I think guys have just, you know, Bill, Bill, the key was early on in the season, they, you know, they were juggling pieces almost every single week up there. Um, you know, they didn't know until Friday most of the time whether or not they'd have Bakhtiari, who the left tackle would be, who would have to slide where, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and, and now even when Bakhtiari is out, which is pretty much consistent, um, I think in the last 34 games that they've played, Bill, Bakhtiari's only played in nine of them. So we're talking about a quarter of the time that that he's been on the field. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's the long-term replacement, Bill, uh, within Zach Tom. But Zach Tom is undoubtedly a guy that, that's going to factor in and be a key part of their line uh, moving forward. It, for years, Bill, we always said Bakhtiari was undersized out there at left tackle, 6'4", 310. And, and we said, can he hold up? Can he hold up and, 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 and play at a consistently high level? Um, at that position. Well, he developed into probably the best left tackle in football, became the highest left tackle in football, and probably was trending toward a Hall of Fame career before he before he messed up his knee so bad about two years ago, right about now, Bill. Uh, Zach Tom's measurements are real similar, 6'4", 305, extremely athletic, great feet, can move well. So, I mean, Bill, when, again, and, and, I, and I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but when we start talking about what that roster is going to look like in 2023, a guy like David Bakhtiari who's on the books for $29 million probably isn't part of the future anymore because they may have their replacement there in, in Zach Tom. But, but I'm with you from start to finish. I, I think that group has gotten better. Some of the sacks they took the other night, especially like the one right before halftime, are completely on Aaron Rodgers for holding the ball too long. Uh, they, they've consistently run the ball at a pretty high level throughout the course of the year. So, no, Bill, I, I, I think the future is bright on that offensive line. That, 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 but that's what should happen when you draft three a year. And Gutekunst for three straight years 
has taken uh, three offensive linemen in the draft, and and you hope sixty percent, seventy percent work out, and if, and if they do, you're gonna you're gonna be sitting pretty. So I, I think their offensive line is in good shape, Billy, moving forward. I uh, I let's go to the defense for a second because Devontae Wyatt got meaningful snaps and looked pretty good the other night. Quay Walker had like a half where he was tipping balls. He was he seemed to be everywhere, making some tackles. He still doesn't get off offensive linemen really well, but if he ever figures out a move and can do that, that cat's going to be different. Could, could we look at this draft with Watson and Dobbs and even Torre, Zach Tom, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker? Could we look at this and go, wow, this this was the draft where where he, you know, Brian Gutekind's actually hit gold? Yeah, and you didn't even mention Kingsley Inigbari, who right, I mean, right? I mean, he's it, obviously no one's going to replace Rashawn Gary, and 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 he's had to step into that role and play meaningful snaps, and he's played about sixty percent of the snaps since since Gary's injury, but but he's come on well too. Um, no, you're you're right, Bill. I mean, Wyatt and Walker are obviously the key. Walker flashed quite a bit again the other night. He's their leading tackler. I w- I would say overall he's had a you know, I'd give him a B for his rookie season. Um, the one thing, like you mentioned there, that he really does struggle in is he, he can get overwhelmed in the in the run game. If they get a guard or a center on him, he has he, he doesn't have that counterpunch to get off of there. But in space, Quay Walker has been outstanding, and he can run anything down. And you saw the other night, they, they allowed him to blitz a handful of times. I think they might have found something there. Uh, you're exactly right on those two rookie wide receivers. Um, I think they probably have their number one and their number two moving forward. I mean, there's only three wide receivers under contract right now, Billy, for next year. And, and you know, it's the three draft picks from this season. Everybody else, they're going to have to figure out uh, when the offseason comes. Lazard, Cobb, et cetera. You know, even even Robert Tunyon at, at tight end. So, I, I mean, I think he hit it there on, on those two wide receivers. I think he hit it on Zach Tom. I think Enik Barre is going to be a key backup uh, moving forward. It's, it, it's certainly right now on paper, Bill, or hell, on the field, too, it looks like Brian Gutekun's best class, and he needed one because if you go back and, and examine his 2021 and his 2020 drafts, they weren't particularly good, and I, and I think those were key reasons why they got off to the to the slow start that they did because they weren't getting a lot of help from those draft classes, and they needed some help, especially early from those classes. Uh, that, but, but this rookie class has really jumped up, and um, it, to me, at least, Billy, it's, it's taken a little bit of the heat off of Brian Gutekunst. Rob, you go have a terrific Christmas. Uh, watch the game. Hopefully we're talking about a win, and then we'll get uh, get together real soon, okay? Well, I'll tell you what, Bill, and I'll, I'll stand by this. If, if, if they win, they're, they're going to have uh, playoff football again. They'll probably be the seventh seed and go to San Francisco or Minnesota or something like that. But if they find a win or find a way to win on, on Christmas, a Christmas miracle. We're, we're, we're talking about playoff football, I think, for the Packers. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun on the 25th. You have a great Christmas, too. You too, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes over on the hotline. Rob said it. They win this game. He believes there will be postseason football in the Green Bay Packers' future. How about that? Something that I never thought we'd be talking about when uh, we stuck the dagger in them in the game against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They just couldn't get off the field. The defense was horrific. Who knew? Who knew? So, well, we'll cross our fingers, right? Hey, uh, last night, nice win.
Admirals on the road, 5-2. to two. They beat the rival, the Chicago Wolves. The, it continues to be good action. And I'm going to be down there next week, as a matter of fact, uh, taking a big group down uh, to the Admirals game. I'm looking forward to it. You know why? I start thinking about the Admirals. Not only do I think about good hockey and a lot of fun, I start thinking about that big-ass pretzel and a beer. Can't wait. I'm so looking forward to it. Milwaukee Admirals hockey, that is a team that if you're a hockey fan or you just like nights out and you just like a, a good, raucous thing to go to, Milwaukee Admirals hockey, go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. That is milwaukeeadmirals.com, and they continue to win. Getting it done. Beat the rival Wolves. Love it. Love it. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisconsin. First of all, I want to wish all of you an incredibly very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Uh, but they do want to remind you that here comes the gold. We all know it's coming, right? The wind is going to start blowing. It's going to start howling. What the, they want you to do is listen. Listen. When the wind starts blowing, listen. Do you hear it coming through the windows? Do you hear it coming through the cracks in the doors, underneath, around the doors, the frames? Is the Are the windows cold? The door is cold. If so, you probably need to call our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They install year-round, and they can even finish an installation in as little as a day. And it is a free consultation. You have all next week to get it done today, too. You can call them up. And um, what they're saying is, is like, look, hey, we want to make sure that you can pay the bills for all the, uh, the stuff you bought for the elves this year, okay? So don't worry about making any payments all the way through next year. All the way through next year. That puts you into 2024, right? Before you have to start making your first payment. Not a bad way to go. Right now, you can get your home more beautiful, more economical. And uh, also, in addition to that, you can have it safe. Safe. Think about that, too. When you start talking about uh, whether or not your house is going to be safe, you can lock it up at night, you feel secure, you're good to go without putting a stick in the door or you know doing things to your window. Get it safe as well. Something to think about. And uh, you can keep the, the jingle in your pocket, as they say. And their elves are going to come out and install. They're going to come out and measure twice. They custom uh, they custom manufacture. They custom assemble. They custom install. And they get it done. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I can't recommend them enough. Uh, I was just downstairs. Ran downstairs during the break to get something else to drink. And I ran into the great room. And I looked. And sure enough, right there, 7-0. Set right at 70. Doesn't move. I love it. It used to be like on a day like today, especially with the cold weather coming, it would be 62, 63 in there at best. It's right there at 70. Love it. Absolutely love it. Go to PellaWI.com, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI. 
Uh, a reminder coming up in about 40 minutes, get your fantasy football questions in. The charge is going to be here. The charge is going to join us. So if you got something coming up here at the uh, the end of your fantasy season, you need a little help or just maybe a little verification or validation, get a hold of our buddy Charge. So start getting your questions in now, whether it's on the Bud Light live stream uh, over at the email, or you can hit us up over on Twitter as well, or you can just call the program uh, in about 45 minutes. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, Fire System says... Uh, no way the Green Bay Packers are heading to the postseason. Everybody seems to think that they're going to go to get a win in Miami, but they will not then win at home. They'll lose one of those two for sure and thus knock themselves out of the playoff. And what about Detroit? You know, here's the thing. If if the Packers, and I don't, I haven't sat down and looked at it. I'll be honest, we had this question come up the other day. All I know is that it has been stated by the NFL on the NFL Network, and I was watching it again this morning. If the Packers win, win out, and if uh, Seattle loses one more and either New York loses all three of the Giants, they lose all three, or you've got Washington loses two of the next three, which could happen, it, and, and the Packers win out, the Packers are in the postseason. That that we know. So I, I, I have not looked at all the other scenarios and tiebreakers and all the other percentages and in conference, out of conference, blah 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 blah. I haven't looked at all of that, so I, I'm just I'm just saying that, from what I understand, because people are hitting me up with, well, what about if they end up with the same record as Detroit and this and that? I don't know. I'm just telling you, if you go to the NFL Network, if you go to NFL.com, if you go to ESPN.com, if you go to CBSSports.com, in the NFL section, when you start to look at all these different scenarios, if the Packers win out and the Giants either lose the next three, the Commanders lose their next two, or Either or, and then you get to, to to Seattle. If Seattle say gets beat tonight, then that that's another step out of the way. If Seattle gets beat tonight uh, by the 49ers, then that's out of the way. That means Seattle will have lost there too. Then all you're hoping for is either the Commanders to lose two of their next three, which very well could happen, or the Giants to lose all three of their next three, which I don't think would happen. But then it's just the Packers went out and they're in. Uh, the rest of that I don't know. I apologize. I have not sat down with all the analytics and uh, and done the, the, the task at hand when, to be quite honest with you, I just look at what the NFL says, and if the NFL says this is what happens, then that's the way we kind of go with it. I haven't looked at the reasons as to why. You know why? Because if you look at the tiebreaker situation, it gets kind of convoluted once you get past head-to-head and in, in conference and in division and percentages, and it gets kind of crazy. So I haven't gotten that far, but that's the reason. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, your thoughts on what Rob had to say, book it. Rob Reichel, who many say Rob is honest or negative. Rob Reichel says if they win this game in Miami, the Packers, in his opinion, will be playoff bound. Thoughts? Ben, did your did your chin? I, I heard a little bit of a a little knock. Was that your chin hitting the desk when Rob said that? <laughs> no. Prior to popular belief, I don't know. Okay, I I don't necessarily think they'll win. If they win, I will view the last two games differently because they're not going to win this game without some improvements on defense or just mm-hmm. a phenomenal offensive day. But I still look at that Lions game as maybe their toughest test to left. And going to Miami makes this one obviously harder. 
But when you talk about a playoff game, if the Packers are still in that position, I don't know what the Lions do scare me. And the Vikings aren't a pushover. So I think out of those two games, I would assume I, I would doubt they would win both. I I think the tougher game would be the Detroit Lions. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I I don't know why. I just from what I th- there's just this different level of because I I still got to give the the Minnesota Vikings credit. They came back from a 33 point deficit and just said let's strap it up and go. And, and that was an impressive comeback. Now, granted, it was against the Colts, but that's still an impressive comeback. 33 points down, and they didn't quit, and that's that's fantastic. Uh, but there is something right now going on over in Detroit, and uh, they have become believers. And if this game were in Detroit, I would say there's no way. I, I, I would probably go in favor of the, the Lions in that case. But since the game is at Lambeau and the weather has turned, when don't I don't care if you live in it, but when you don't play in it, and it's a little different. It's a little different when you're you're accustomed to being inside. There's no reason to ever put your team outside because you're always playing inside. Um, so, but when you have to play in it, it's a little different. But the last time I said that about a warm weather team, I also was talking about everything being perfect and it was going to be a snow globe and wind and cold. And Aaron Rodgers was saying, "Yeah, this is our weather," and then they got their ass kicked by the 49ers. So, I, while it's going to be difficult. For the Lions and the Vikings to come over to Lambeau Field in the cold, in the in the elements and such, uh, and play, it's not like they don't live in it. They can go practice in it every damn day and get ready for this contest. They don't have to stay inside and practice inside and say that we don't have an acclimation to the weather because I would assume that's what they would do. So, uh, it, but it is still a little a little tougher to go on the road and play in the elements and play an opposing team that is really looking to to uh to, to make their mark and get themselves in the postseason and, and has their backs against the wall but then again we know th- the vikings at that point the vikings may not even have anything to play for you know because this week if the vikings get a win and philadelphia gets a win everything for the most part is pretty they've already locked up the north i think everything for the most part would be pretty much set if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong on that um because you've got minnesota with 11 wins uh, no other division. Well, there's San Francisco. So if the Vikings win this weekend and San Francisco should lose, then chances are the Vikings are going to end up with the two seed regardless. Right now they're jockeying for seed with San Francisco, who sits with 10 wins and plays tonight. So if the Viking or if uh, the San Francisco plays tonight and gets a win and the Vikings get a win this weekend, which we're kind of actually hoping for, um, cause the Vikings are playing New York, right, Ben, the, the, uh, the Giants. Yeah. yeah and they're playing them at home. They're playing them at us bank stadium. So you're kind of hoping that, you know, the the Vikings get the win. I I really think San, Seattle's going down. You're kind of hoping for San Francisco to get the win tonight too, but uh, the Vikings could still have some jockeying for position to play for when they come into Lambeau Field next week. Yeah, we'll see. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah! Good day! You and I sit here 
waiting for the great white death, choking us, throwing us to the ground, doing things to us. Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know what I'm going to do tonight? This is what I'm going to do tonight. I am, uh, I'm, I'm going to head down to the bar tonight because uh, the house is decorated. Everything's clean. Everything's ready to go Christmas-wise. I think tonight I'm going to head downstairs, going to turn the game on, enjoy that, and uh, I might grab the, the stick, the, the smoothie stick or whatever it is for the phone, and I'll, I'll turn the video on. I'll just go room to room, just kind of take you through the house. Here you go. You, know, you mean a selfie stick? No, it's it's a uh, it's a stick that does the uh, it 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 it's got a, like a gyroscope on it, and it doesn't allow it to bounce. You know what I'm talking about? It's the cameras that they use. It's a setup that they use on the field. You know how when uh, the cameraman runs out on the field and follows a player, like to the huddle or something. You know, there's a there's a contraption that uh, was built God years ago. It was, it was actually out of Hollywood for videographers to be able to run without having the camera bounce. And uh, they have taken that technology and put it into a, uh, for your phone. It's got a little hook on it and it's, and you turn it on and it's got like a, like a, like a gyroscope feature. So when you run, it doesn't bounce. It just kind of slides, you know, and it's, it, it, it keeps it pretty smooth. So it's it's uh, kind of cool. It's I, it's not my selfie stick. I take my selfie stick in my backpack every now and then, and I'll use it. Although I can't figure out for whatever reason it's not working right because I've got a remote control on it. It's not working because Mike and I tried to use it this past weekend. Um, but uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run through the house, kind of like maybe <laughs> start maybe running like gassers in the living room. I might, yeah, yeah, I might. I'm <laughs> in the great room. Great, great room is a little bit bigger. It's probably about twenty five, thirty yards long. It's I, I can do that. But uh, yeah, just kind of walking through the house and. Just kind of, you know, do all the do all the different rooms. Do a little Christmas holiday spirit. Put some music on the backside of that thing. Yeah, I can do that. Get back down to the. I, I do. I will say this. I got a. Uh, I got a bottle. I told you at the party, people were bringing different drinks and such. You know, different bottles over. I got an unopened bottle of Buffalo Trace uh, bourbon. I got an unopened bottle of a new bottle of Eagle Rare. I got an unopened bottle of Angel's Envy. The Ten Year Whistle Pig. Uh, I got a Remington, a uh, high-end Remington, and I just got a buddy of mine sent me the um, a, a high-end Wellers because uh, you can get Wellers for you know even from sixty bucks all the way up to like a thousand bucks. And the one that I looked up because I'm like, how much is this? And he said, no, he got it from his boss, and they were giving out bonuses, and and uh, so he sent it to me, and uh, it's it's about a six hundred dollar bottle of, of Wellers. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So I got all that down there. I'm ready to go. I might have a little glass of something and a couple of beers tonight. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. So I might, uh, you know, provided the fact that I don't don't end up in the uh, ER with the back pain and a kidney stone, uh, I might do that tonight. So I'm sitting here drinking a ton of Gatorade, ton of water today. But that that's my night. I might just walk through the house, light the candles, just hang out, watch the snow go, you know. Storms outside. Oh, it's that kind of night. It's that kind of night. I got to get the wood in, though. That's the one thing I haven't done yet. I got to go outside and start bringing in uh, the firewood for both uh, the bedroom and the uh, and the great room. So we'll get that done. But it's that kind of night. It's called a stabilizer stick. Thank you very much, Pac-Man. It's a stabilizer stick. That's basically what it is. It stabilizes the phone. You learned something today, Ben. 
You feel better? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I concerned. I, uh, you're concerned about what? I'm about just wondering whether or? I'm going to get home today. Frankly, it's yeah. been the only thing on my mind. Uh, by the way, we have a snowfall update. I don't get any music. I'm not playing the music. Oh, God, it sucks. You, what, is there a ruler? A, yeah. NBC Madison. NBC Madison, a meteorolo- meteorologist, Amanda Morgan, has taken a ruler outside. And it's just over three and a half inches. Just over three and a half inches. Kudos to Amanda Morgan. From NBC 15, mid-morning check, snow falling. Here's where we stand. Madison's total line up with meteorologist Amanda Morgan. Little over three and a half, almost four inches of snow. Almost four is where she's at with a ruler. There you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good tool. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She didn't use the ruler. She used a yardstick. Here we go. Oh, now yardstick we're versus ruler. Now we're talking. She's walking out there with some big stuff. So she's walking around with a yardstick. Hate to be her boyfriend. But there you go. <laughs> How are we looking? <laughs> Just saying, man. She posted that about uh, about 45 minutes ago. Do you think yardsticks are ever used? I mean, today it's being used for something productive. Do you think there's Um, any other day it's used productively? every now and then they're used probably in construction. That's probably about it. Or... It's like tape um, measures, though. Yeah, see, back in the day they were shipped in bulk. Yardsticks were usually to parochial schools for nuns to use. Quack! Exactly. Mr. Michaels... And I'm I'm sitting there playing, you know, paper football, you know, my buddies. You know, it wasn't very productive. Right across the rest. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And every now and then, when they were writing on the board and their backs were to you, if you really got one, if you really launched one, you would either hit her back, but and she wouldn't notice. But what you ran the risk of was if it missed her, like it was wide right or wide left, and it hit the board. What, a spitball? No, no, no. I used to play. I would never do the spitballs. Those things are gross. I would flip. the. You, you fold the paper into like a little tiny triangle, and then you'd post it with your finger. You'd hold it up, and then your other finger, you'd go, bink, you know, and you'd flick it, and you'd be like, you know, holding a, holding the football and then kicking it, and you were always trying to, you know, split the uprights. But if you could actually, as she was riding on the board, you know, nuns were always wearing the you know the habits and the big loose clothing. So if you could put it right, if you could split the uprights, you could put it right in the back of the habit, it would hit and she'd never know because of the loose clothing. She wouldn't feel it. But if you missed, you were wide right or wide left, man. Boy, and it would hit the board, especially if it scared her. Uh, we had a, um, a, uh, a nun, Sister Elizabeth, and uh, it would scare her. Oh, what was that? Oh, my goodness. And she, it was like bugs were dropping out of the ceiling or something. But, boy, she, she'd look down and she'd go, all right, who did it? And she, that ruler would come up, that, that yardstick, and she would tap the desk in front. Who did it? Who did it? And then everybody's looking around. Everybody knows who did it, you know. Nobody'd say anything, you know. And then finally there would always be one straight-A student that would hold their hand up, you know, like hold it up like a, they're like a dividing, you know, wall. And then she'd look at the teacher and then like either point left or right, like take the other hand and point like right there is Mr. Michaels. He did it. And the next thing you know, whack! So, yeah. Used to play paper football all the time, man. I have completely bored the hell of you out of you now, haven't I? 
Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Learning about yardsticks. That was the only time I ever saw a yardstick used. Uh, my mom would use it every now and then if she had to measure, like, for a, something on the wall. She would hold it up to the ceiling if she wanted to hang a picture, hold it up to the ceiling and measure down where she wanted the picture. And then if it had, like, two marks on the back of the paint, back of the uh, picture or whatever, then she'd put two different, you know, things in the wall, go from there or whatever. Hmm. So there, there's, there's, there's life in the fast lane. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Tom says, big morning this morning. I put on my camouflage. It was starting to snow. I went outside with my rifle. I thought I'd do a little hunting. I finally bagged a big buck <laughs> until I realized the lights went out and I shot the reindeer in the neighbor's yard. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Isn't wearing camouflage when it's all snowy out completely defeats the purpose of it being camouflage? Yeah, you'd be better out there going out, out there in a big white comforter and laying down. Or naked, right? No. I mean, in theory, right? Like wearing no. camouflage, you stick out from the snow. Oh, my God. No. What? what if, if you, I'll tell you right now, if you're out there laying under a white comforter in the middle of uh, Rayovac Avenue in Madison, and chances are I'm going to drive by you, really not notice you. But if Ben Kenny's laying out there naked, <laughs> I'm crashing my car into a tree. I mean, the, like I would, the point is I would blend in better with the snow than had I been wearing camouflage. Because you're, you're pasty white? Exactly. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah, probably better than camouflage, but, you know. That was my point. <laughs> Just... <laughs> okay, I got you. Oh, my goodness. If, I'll tell you right now, if Ben Kenny's laying naked in the snow, you're not going to be able to pee till June. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Do I get workman's comp for that? <laughs> yeah, how are you going to explain that? Well, how are you going to explain content that to for the show? You know, I was doing some content for the show. I went outside. I had a rifle with me. I was naked. I laid face down. Next thing you know, bam, no turtle. <laughs> Just, can I get workman's comp? They're going to call you back and go, blow in your thumb, see what happens. <laughs> Nothing popped out. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Let's take a break. This is stupid. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have practice today installing the game plan for their trip to face the Dolphins. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins is now back with the Baltimore Ravens after he was waived by the Packers on Monday. After reviewing the game film, Packers safety Adrian Amos says the key to holding the Rams is just 156 yards total offense was Green Bay's defensive line and the linebackers. I think I think um, our front did, did a great job. They had a great game. Like, um, our front seven. They, they, they controlled it. They weren't able to, to run the ball. You know, a couple of plays here and there, but um, you know, in the, you know, when the front you know do that job and, and, and dominate up there, then you know, it makes the game you know a lot more fun for the back end. Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. You know, LA has had a, a rash of injuries up front, so it was a favorable matchup, I would say, for our guys and. And that's what you got to do. You you got to win when you're expected to win. And I thought for the most part, our guys were able to do that. Rasul Douglas intercepted a Baker Mayfield pass. And instead of just running with it, he says he decided to lateral it to Adrian Amos. Who nearly fumbled it. When he grabbed me and I 
kind of twisted me. I seen Smash and Rudy. So I was like, all right, if I could just grip the ball and throw it to the, one of them. To Smash and cool. Rudy? No. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I messed up. That was, that was my first mistake. You know what I'm saying? That was my first mistake right there. And then when I went to, like, go throw it, it slid. But I was already in the process, so as I was going down, I just underhand, and then I, I seen it hit the ground. I was like, damn. It's about to be like the Raiders and the Pages. That's Packers defensive back Rasul Douglas in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You're like, you know what? I just need a place to go. And tonight is trivia night out of Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Happy Thursday, as they say. Uh, if you know as much as you think you do, they have some uh, tickets to give away tonight. Uh, so they're going to start testing the knowledge coming up tonight, 730. They've got all kinds of specials. They have Long Island iced teas going on tonight. They have uh, some Bud Lights. As well, and in addition to that, they're giving away Admiral's hockey tickets tonight. Come in for the pizzas, the burgers, and such. That's our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Tonight, trivia night, Thursday night, out at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Okay, uh, we screwed around in the last segment, and I apologize for that. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back at it. Let's go uh, Let's go to Tyler listening to us in Waukesha. Tyler, how you doing, man? What's up? Doing good, Bill. How's it going? Doing great. What are you thinking? I think the only way they can win is if they follow the blueprint of San Francisco and the Chargers. You got to Joe Barry's got to get over his ego, and you know you got to go with a game plan that's working because the soft zone crap that they've been doing all year just isn't cutting it. Right. You can't play on third and third and four. You can't be eight yards off the ball. The, and whatever Russell the, Douglas was doing there uh, again, Pigby, that was that's that's not defense. Right. The the thing that I've always said is if you're going to go down, go down swinging, man. You don't have a lot left to lose. Don't play scared. Play aggressive. Russell Douglas is a physical corner. Let him be physical. Those right. are two smaller guys. They're, they're, you jam them within the five yards that you're allowed, and you throw off their timing. That's I mean that's going to be what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Give your completely give your pass rush some time to get home. Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. How is it uh, where you're at in Waukesha right now? You get is it getting crazy on you? It's not too bad, but it's you know, December in Wisconsin. There you go. We all know it's coming. Have, have at it. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. He drops off. You get on board. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy again. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Now, here's something for you. Here's something for you. When it comes to clinching a playoff berth in the last game, in order for the Lions to clinch a playoff spot before they even face the Packers, the Lions, um, they're, they, they're at least one and a half games ahead of their competition, considering they're just a half game behind the Commanders. And a tiebreaker, which can uh, define as much as a half game as well, behind the Seahawks. It's clear what needs to happen. Detroit wins the next two games. They're on the road against the Panthers and the Bears. 
Seahawks need to lose the next two games, which uh, I said uh, earlier, the 49ers, it's the Chiefs they play. They're playing on the road tonight against the Chiefs and then against the Jets. The Commanders lose the next two games or lose in tie at the 49ers and at the Browns. That way, the Lions, when they come to town, they're already in. They'd be in. That game would be meaningless with the Packers. Think about that. The Lions could already have it wrapped up as far as getting into the postseason by week 18. Whoa. There you go. Hey, uh, fantasy football, it's up next. Get your questions in right now. Paul Charchian is going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.